0: Welcome to the next episode, the last episode, not the last ever, but the last episode, as far as up to now, of One Cardinal, One Cup, and One Beer. I am your host, Vincent Opper joined by my co-host, J.J. Jackson, and our frequent contributor, the guy who knows all the analytical stuff because he's younger than us, and he's not stuck in his old man ways max Opper and max one day you will be stuck in your old man ways and uh kind of nice to be there this is is what he's got to look forward to yeah this Max.
1: i'm looking forward to it (laughs) yeah it'll be great
0: you see all that hair on your head
1: here it comes (laughs) there
0: you go But anyway, uh, we do ask you to like us on Facebook, follow us on X, you can contact us through one card, one cup, one beer at gmail.com. you can subscribe to our page by uh, going to the icon at the bottom right-hand corner, those of you who are on PC or Mac, or if you're watching this on a streaming device at the end of the video, just highlight our icon and you will be um, a member of our fold. Uh, You can support us through Patreon, Go to Patreon.com and search for one Cardinal, one Cub, and one Beard, and you can support our efforts for as little as $3 a month. And we appreciate all of our Patreon supporters. We have a winner in the Guess the Cub contest. So this winner gets a tally. Remember, this is cumulative, and the grand prize will be given at the end of spring training where you will get... official one cardinal one cup and one beer t-shirt the official coffee mug the official 500 milliliter water bottle you will also get a nice cool license plate that's one cardinal one cup and one beer with both with the logos of both teams on it that has absolutely no legal bearing so don't drive around with this thing and uh (laughs) but but the creme de la creme is that you will get two tickets to a cardinal game in Bush Stadium, we're going to try to make it a Cardinal-Cub game. And the quality of your seat is going to be contingent upon how much money we bring in in Patreon. So anywhere from nosebleed to you're sitting in the dugout making the decisions as the manager, because we have that kind of pull. Yeah. But our uh winner, who uh guessed the proper Cub from last week, is uh Tom Bajay. Am I pronouncing yes. that right? Tom Bajay. Yes, Tom, correctly guest I well, guest knew that this was rick rushell um in his years with the cubs yeah, i i like the picture there with the mustache but the rest of these are unshaven and this is this is how diligent i am this one that's right above me right here it had yeah. his autograph going across his uniform i took the time to photoshop all that out because i i did not want anyone to 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 cheat or to read it but anyway, so Tom has a uh, has a tally. We have two people with tallies in the first person. I can't remember who it is. So, uh, But anyway, uh, uh, maybe in a week or two, we'll have our, our next uh, Cub up there. But thanks a lot. And congratulations, Tom. Now, we're going to start where we never start before. We're going to start with Cub News because it has been a huge week in Cub Nation max tell us what is behind your
1: head well this is a picture <laughs> of of david ross and craig council shaking hands because craig is replacing ross after um, uh, a few <laughs> years of lackluster management so really exciting i don't think anyone saw this coming i definitely didn't see this coming uh, i don't think david ross saw this coming so just really exciting
0: I, I I want to say this about Ross. I I've I've been very critical of him because he's not a nexus a nose guy, but I have said he does a great job in the clubhouse. But my philosophy on that is, you can do a great job in the clubhouse and still blow games. You can be a guy who's not really a clubhouse guy, and you have leaders in your clubhouse who can do that. You don't have to be the clubhouse guy that everybody likes like Ross was. Craig Council who is a lot more stoic, um, he is the X's and O guys uh, guy and he is not going to lose games on the field. Not every decision is going to work, but he will make the right decisions. And that's what I'm so charged about. And no, I did not see this coming either. We have talked. We've been doing this uh, for a little over a year. We have talked ad nauseum. Of our admiration of Craig Council, and I can't believe he's a Chicago Cub. JJ, what do you think about it, <laughs> man?
2: You know what? Uh, everybody talks about the Cardinal-Cub rivalry, but the Brewer-Cub rivalry, I think, about as good. And it's I, big. I, and you know, you guys are closer together than than we are uh, as far as distance, so teams, the fans can travel back and forth. But I would what would happen if the brewers who need a manager go get Ross? This could be something special. I tell you what, I usually don't watch a lot of Cub Brewer games, but it would be very exciting. I actually thought when they let him go talk to other teams, it was going to be the New York Mets. That's what I thought. I didn't even think about the Cubs because you guys only finished one game out of the playoffs. But uh, and I kind of feel sorry for for Ross. But if you can get somebody Like a Craig Council, you got to pull the trigger there. And I applaud the Cubs. You guys, each year, the last I tell you what, the last two years have gotten incrementally taken that bigger step. And this could be the thing that puts you over the top now. So it's going to be exciting. As a Cardinal fan, I'm kind of worried. This is kind of like when you guys got Joe Madden. I thought, ah, the Cubs are doing this. You know, it's going to be a good series. We're going to have a good rivalry. And then when you got Joe Madden, I was like, oh, we're in some trouble now. And this is how I feel that you have Craig Council as your uh, manager.
0: Yeah, there is a lot of deja vu of that 2014-15 off season when we did get Madden. Um, we had Ricky Renteria, who I I think still can be a good major league manager. He may not get another shot at his age, but Ricky Renteria was was a uh, um, not Jed, um, Theo's hire, first hire as manager. And he did a good job with a bad team that they knew all this talent was coming and they thought Renteria was the man who could bring this talent along into the major leagues and transition into a powerful team. Well, suddenly Madden was available and they had to take him. So Renteria gets Can. Then Renteria, a few years later, goes to a very young, inexperienced White Sox team and starts to work with that young talent. And you think he's going to carry that team to where they're going to take that big step, which they did. But they found out, yeah, La Russa would be willing to come back. And, and, and Reinsdorf and La Russa have been like yeah, that. I'm crossing <laughs> my fingers. Uh, have been like that for decades because uh, he – La Russa was the manager of the White Sox and Bryan sort of bought the White Sox. So um so Renteria's kind of got the shaft on a few places. And Ross, I I don't feel I feel bad for anybody who loses their job. I really do. Um what really sucks is that they gave Ross a vote of confidence not too long ago after the season ended, and now they this happened, but it's like council's available. He's from uh, he's from Wisconsin. He wants to stay in the Midwest. His house is about an hour's drive from Wrigley Field. I mean, it was just a few minutes drive from Milwaukee Stadium. So he doesn't really even have to move if he doesn't want to. I mean, he will probably get an apartment in Chicago and keep his house. So um, the the downside is that the Milwaukee fans have felt like they have been shafted, which they kind of have been shafted um on top of that i saw that william Contreras had a uh a meme that he or uh yeah i mean i posted on next or something of three face palms like oh my gosh (laughs) and uh i guess council has a park in one of the suburbs of milwaukee and that's already been vandalized so it's it does kind of deepen the rivalry. And I hadn't even thought of the angle if Ross goes to Milwaukee. So, (laughs) what do you think about this? I was talking to a mutual friend of ours, Gary, online. And Gary was saying that uh, how bad that the Cardinals went Yachty as their manager. And my feeling is, I don't know if that's, the... for instance, when Sandberg was available and everybody was saying Sandberg could be the next manager of the Cubs. This was, I don't know, 12 years ago or something like that. When you bring back a former player and it doesn't work out as a manager, that kind of tarnishes their legacy a bit. Mm-hmm. Mike Matheny, for example, is a punchline instead of remembered as a gold glove catcher on some very good Cardinal teams. Um, It worked out for Red Shandy's, but Kenny Boyer, he finished as a Cardinal manager in the 70s and he was not did not have success. I'll put it that way. And that kind of tarnishes the legacy a bit. So I wasn't in favor of Sandberg coming back to manage, which turned out to be pretty good, because when he did get his shot in Philadelphia, he was not anything special as a manager. Perhaps if Yachty's legacy finishes up being a manager, and it doesn't go well, I, I don't know about that. But I, because I, Ross was a World Series hero, he hit his final uh, final at bat was in the World Series at a home run. He was one of the veteran glue to that young team that brought them through the World Series, and now his legacy's kind of tarnished a bit. Uh, Because he had a team that during the first two years, I think he was just one team, was it just the COVID year he took him to the playoffs or did he? Yeah,
1: just the COVID year.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it kind of tarnishes his legacy, that the fact that he was on Dancing with the Stars, you know, you shouldn't tarnish your legacy (laughs) by managing and going on Dancing with the Stars, but that's what he did, but. Uh, Ross, is a that. great guy. I think he's a nice guy. I I enjoy uh, his 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 knowledge of the game. I just don't think it, it's different when you're sitting on the hot seat. If I was sitting on the hot seat, my decisions would be stupid. I would be saying, "Hey, um, uh, PJ Higgins, uh, uh, go to go to shortstop," you know, because <laughs> you know you're on the hot seat. It's, and I think I think when when Ross was on the hot seat and not really having the, the chance to to work his way into the job by being a coach or something of that nature, it, it just didn't work out in the end. And one thing that's really interesting about council, he's going to be the highest paid manager in baseball history, five years, $40 million. He appreciates the analytics and he pays attention to them and he makes decisions based upon those, but he still is kind of a old school. I I will, I will play on hunches and he, he gambles right uh, quite a few times. So.
2: You know, if I was a manager, I would rather be in the central than on the East or the West coast. I think, you know, uh St. Louis has always been known. Our media is not really rough on the our coaches or anything. Uh and I I think Kevin uh, Slayton is. <laughs> well, he doesn't hardly like he likes I hate Norm,
0: everybody. Norm, I'm a lawyer. I'm Kevin Slayton. Carpe
2: DM he the only one he likes is that Mizzou coach, Norm Stewart. That's about the oh, only one. Yeah. He does like Norm Stewart. But excuse uh, me.
0: Know, <laughs> I've got Norm Stewart on the line. Norm, when are we gonna make out again?
1: <laughs>
2: you man that you had if i close my eyes i i can see him uh that was a very good impression but i think i, I, hope, six, I hope
0: kevin <laughs> Slade never watches this because he's got a temper he's about six foot four yeah <laughs> he can't get all of us go ahead
2: but but uh, i think our media uh you know like council i think had a, an opportunity to go to new york but i would much, much rather coach in chicago or milwaukee where i think fans root and i think they're realistic and they're not just trying to cut the feet out from underneath the coach you know anytime anything doesn't go over the way it's supposed to oh some of those fan bases can be pretty rough but i think i think pretty much here in the central with the pirates and the reds and the cardinals the brewers and the cubs it's real uh sensible fan bases i would call it so good for him i i'm glad he I'm gonna be, be. I'll be honest. I'm not happy he's with the Cubs, but I'm uh, I'm happy for him. And I think with him getting this contract, maybe managers this will help some of their contracts too. And uh, all across the league, the guy from Tampa Bay who's been there for a long time, and uh,
0: and he makes minimum wage. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, And I think the Brewers already had a kind of inferiority complex towards Chicago. They're like the second city's second. City, you know, and uh now he ran, ran to greener pastures, and it's over to the Cubs. So, oh, uh, I kind of feel for the Brewers fans. It's gonna be rough when you guys go there. It's gonna be a great rivalry, and I can't wait to watch all those games this year.
1: Mm-hmm. I can't help but feel like it's the beginning of the end for the Brewers. They've got Corbin Burns; his contract is expiring. They don't seem to want to pay him. Their manager is gone now. I mean, it seems like There's the writing's on the wall.
0: Stadium issues too. Mm-hmm. I, it goes beyond what's just on the field.
2: Yeah, you think uh, maybe Corbin Burns or Josh Hader or some of those great Brewer players that like playing for Council, they may be on their way over there now.
1: They already yeah. got Hader out of there. <laughs>
0: so yeah, we we were talking before you you came on here that now Josh Hader's got to be on the Cubs radar. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he liked playing for council. The players do like him. So he liked playing for council. So Corbin Burns. Yeah. These, these players may, may gravitate towards the Cubs. So secondarily in Cub news, not as big as a splash, but Maybe just as important as getting counsel, Marcus Stroman declined his option, declined $21 million to become a free agent after pitching horribly for two-thirds of the season. Max, what are your thoughts on
1: that? Uh, it's good for us. I mean, that's $20 million That is that can go to, you know, Soto potentially or, you know, a young Japanese Phenom, perhaps, or maybe Otani. So just really nice to, to have all that money freed up. I mean, if he opted in, it wasn't a huge deal. He'd probably be you know, a, a solid three for us, which is completely okay. Now, weirdly enough, he kind of feels like a Cardinals pitching target. Just, just a little bit. Ground ball pitcher. That, I can see it happening. He'll be on the cheaper side a little bit. Won't be looking for a huge amount of money. Something to, keep, something to keep your eye on certainly
0: that's true very true yeah I I I understand why he did it he's not going to find 21 billion dollars somewhere for one year I think at his age I think he's 32 I think he's looking for that three or four year deal uh probably somewhere between 55 70 million somewhere in there and finish out his career. And if he stayed with the Cubs at 21 million and his disastrous pitching that happened the last two thirds of the year continued, that that's gonna be his last payday. So he's kind of gambling that he's gonna find a team that's gonna give him three or four years, gonna pay him less per year, but he can get that stability to finish his career. And that's quite a gamble. And when I look at it from his perspective, Maybe I would have done the same thing. Maybe I would have gambled that there's going to be a team that needs pitching that will gamble that this was an anomaly uh, his last two-thirds of the season that he's still a quality pitcher. Pick him up for maybe three years, $50 million, and he can finish up his career and and help somebody out. I, I like the guy personally. I think he's a he's a great person. He's a different cat from other baseball players. Um, the way he uses social media and presents himself and stuff like that. But um, I like the guy, and I do admire the gumption that he's like, Man, I could have $20 million in the bank, but I'm going to gamble on myself.
2: Yeah. You know, the first, uh, what, third of the season, it was like until that London series, he was a top-five pitcher. The first third, he was an on- fire but then some injuries and i don't know if he tried to come back too fast i'm not sure exactly what happened but uh yeah it it didn't go so good down the down the stretch
0: he's a precision pitcher that has to be on if he's not on he's he's flirting with being a batting practice pitcher so and he, he would have flashes even when he was pitching bad. He'd have a couple of innings where he, he thought, okay, he's looking good. And then he'd have the inning where the fastball the, the would just float in the middle of the zone and they would kill it. So, uh, so anything going on in Cardinal news?
2: Well, nothing as big as the Cub news. I
0: first want to say uh, to everybody out
2: there, happy Veterans Day. That's coming up. Saturday, we have a lot of veterans that watch. Uh, I got a picture of Whitey back here. He fought in the Korean War. So I got a Whitey Herzog right there. So happy Veterans Day to everybody now. to will be Saturday coming up. Um, yeah, we didn't have, the, the Cardinals usually have a big press conference at the end of the year where they talk about the next year, what we're going to do. But this year they didn't have it, which kind of scared me. Somewhere in the middle of the year, they were talking about three pitchers. We got to go out and get three pitchers. And then somewhere around September, they started backing up on that claim of getting three pitchers. And just this week, Moselec was talking about, well, we're going to have the same, pretty much the same payroll we did last year, which, uh, you know, we do have money to spend, but uh, that's not very promising on getting three pitchers. And if we do, I don't know if they're going to be, you know, the top of the line guys or anything like that, but we'll see. I still, I'm (laughs) I'm usually a very positive person, but uh, I'm kind of coming down off that pessimistic, optimistic cloud. So we'll see. I- I'm gonna give him a chance. Let's see what happens here. Uh, this week, I did. Uh, I met a couple baseball players. I went to up there to Revis Barracks and met Tito Landrum. You remember that name, Tito Landrum? Yeah. Oh yeah, Tito. Uh, he looks just the same with less hair, just less hair. So I had. Tito, he signed a couple of cards. I know we do cards at the end of the show, but uh, there's old Tito Landrum for people that don't remember. And then he played for the Dodgers too, and he had his uh, National League Championship rings on. So he had a couple of nice rings. And the other player was Brian Harper. He, and, and he played for a lot of teams, but he was with the Cardinals about four years. So I had him sign some cards. There he is with the Minnesota Twins. There's a Fleer 91 right there uh pirates and so this is my favorite actual card that i got signed right there that's a nice card right there i like him with the pirates and then the cardinal card there it is it was the same year i got the tito landrum card so anyway got to meet him talk to him a little bit nice guys uh tito landrum looks pretty much the same brian harper looks a little bit older you know don't we all though and uh there is i met a guy who uh is in the hobby game and um a part of the baseball is changing. We're going more digital. Uh, you can't. You usually can't spend money at the ballpark. You got to use a card. So cash they usually don't use. So really, the the ticket has changed. Used to you could get a ticket in your hand and you hand the ticket. They tear it off. But now it's on your phone. So um, this guy collects old tickets, and I thought that's odd. And I looked through his mm. collection, and I bought one because I thought this is nice. And he would put little things about the game. And this happens to be a august game at wrigley 2013 cardinals cubs it was game 61 and uh on the card they put bruce Sutter right there, there yeah the hall of famer himself bruce Sutter, on one of the old cards and this was the game molina hit home run number 86 just a little trivia right there but that's pretty cool so you young fans out there we all used to get tickets you'd go to the a box office, and you'd buy it, and they'd hand you a ticket, and you'd go in. They tear it, just like at the movie theater. But uh, this is a kind of a thing of the past. You may not be seeing anymore. And then Alan Ginter, the company that puts out those uh, kind of like uh, it looks like maybe the 1920s, these old photographs and everything of the players. They have they're doing a little bit larger cards. I got an Ozzy Smith on the wall back there, but I got a, a Yadier Molina this time, just kind of like that look right there. That's a nice-looking card. So, anyway, that's some of the things. Now, in Cardinal land, we got two players this week. We picked up a AAA pitcher from Seattle uh, Mariners for cash considerations. He was an all-star player in the minor leagues, uh, and he struck out 86 guys in 55 innings. He throws in the mid-90s, and his strikeout rate is over 14 strikeouts per nine innings. Potential. Got a lot of potential there. In our bullpen, if he can stay healthy uh, and have some sort of accuracy and not be walking people, he's probably got a job with us. He had 15 saves and he was two and five in AAA. And uh, his name is Riley O'Brien. And his grandfather Johnny O'Brien played 1958 for the Cardinals. So that's kind of a hmm. neat little touch right there. I like. I kind of like that kind of stuff there. So I'm welcoming him to the Cardinals. He's on a 40 man rotation uh, roster, and uh, we'll see what happens there. And the other guy we actually got from the Cubs. KY. Uh, yeah. You, you got, do you know much about him? I just know he's a utility. We've seen
1: him play in person, yeah.
2: Oh, okay. You like him? I mean, solid?
1: Yeah, he's a really good bench guy. I mean, first baseman, a lot of power. All right. Good option to have. All right. He plays some third, too. Yeah, we watched him play third. It was it was passable.
0: Oh, yeah, well, he's, he's got some pops, so...
2: Yeah. Well, it's always good to have a deep roster. So there you go. So now we got three utility guys on our team. It looks like, um, but you know, I got a feeling Edmund may start somewhere out there. There's going to be some trades. So we're just, you know, we're just getting started. The world series just ended and this is the awards time of the year. You start hearing rumors. The, uh, winter meetings are coming up right now. They're having the GM meetings. And to be honest with you, we started out with a bang. There's a lot of managers and, uh, General manager's getting uh, hired. Um, So uh, I know the uh, Mets got the Yankees bench coach and uh,
0: Mendoza. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That happened. And uh,
0: Uh, is it Stephen Vaughn who went to the uh, Guardians? And uh, the Padres haven't made their decision, but I'm pulling for Schilt.
2: Me too. Me too. And I'm sure he's not going to be happy with uh, the Cardinals. So. Oh Lord, that's gonna be a wild season coming up. But uh hey, while I st- while I got the the mic, uh I was gonna have a contest. I don't know if you want to wait until we talk about free agents, but last year, about this episode last year, we had a our first contest where I put the five top free agents out there and everybody took a guess. And whoever guesses where they end up, the mo the more people you get correct, you get a prize. And this year because we are one cardinal and one cub i got a garden gnome and it's the bruce Suter garden gnome (laughs) i think that's such a wacky prize but there it is the bruce Suter garden gnome so that's a cub and a cardinal right there and uh i tell you what later in the show when we get to the talking about uh free agency at the end of that i'll i'll give i'll put out the top five free agents and then uh and you have one week to get your guesses in, and then we'll have a run and tally throughout the winter and see who, who gets that. And that's it for Cardo
0: News. Well, I've seen a few reports that are tying Arenado to the Dodgers. It,
2: do you think there's credibility to that? Or there was talk at the end of last year, and you know, you fall in love with the player, and you're like, oh no, but it looked like they were going to throw the far, a lot of their minor leaguers at us. Uh, some of their top pitchers and the minors and the Cardinals are desperate for pitching. I don't know. I, I, yes, I think there is some credibility that depends on what the Dodgers are willing to give up, but uh, yeah, we'll see. And, and Max Muncy was mentioned in that, uh, in that trade too last year. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. And, and tying this to the Dodgers, coming back around to the Cubs uh, I read a report that, now Justin Turner is in play for the Cubs Ooh. um for third base. I guess he's got ties to council some way. I didn't have time to research it, but we need a third baseman and you guys may be doing musical third baseman and Yeah. Now is is Jordan Walker is, is this his natural position third base? It is. And also uh Nolan Gorman is also
2: a naturally a third baseman. Yeah, so they, so. Had to, they had to play other positions because Arenado's over there, which you understand. But yeah, uh, right now you could, uh, you know, sell high because he's still young, he's under con, he's got a contract, and you probably could get the most for him right now. I don't want to see him go, but I'm for it, making any trade that would make the team as a whole better.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's. Uh. Speaking of Arenado and people's gloves, uh, just kind of. Go over the uh, Gold Glove winners in the America League. Leave, league. First baseman, Nathaniel Lo, Daniel Lowe of the Texas Rangers. Second base, Andreas Jimenez of the Guardians. Third base, Matt Chapman of the Blue Jays. Shortstock, Anthony Volpe of the Yankees. The first rookie shortstop win in like a million years. Um, catcher, uh Jonathan Heim of the Rangers, pitcher Jose Barrios of the Blue Jays, left field Stephen Kwan of the Guardians, and he does deserve it. He is a good defensive left fielder. Center fielder Kevin Kiermaier the Blue Jays. He's uh, He's got a closet full of those now. Been doing it right forever. Field. Yep. Uh, what's that?
1: He's been doing it forever. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right field, uh, Adalas Garcia, the Rangers. So the Rangers uh, have three that have – are taking home some awards uh, with their gloves. In utility is uh, Mercurio Dubon of the Rangers. Um, In the National League, first base Christian Walker of the Diamondbacks, second base Nico of the Cubs, third base Cabrian Hayes of the Pirates, winning his first uh, shortstop Swanson of the Cubs, catcher uh, Gabriel Marino of the Diamondbacks, and his defense has really impressed me. Um, Saw a lot of him the last month of the season, and then in the postseason, uh, that guy's a stud. Uh, Pitcher, Zach Wheeler um, of the Phillies, left field, Ian Happ uh, of the Cubs. Uh, Center field, we have Brendan Doyle of the Rockies, and right field, Fernando Tatis of the Padres. And utility is uh, Hassan Kim of the Padres. Uh, I just want to say, I looked at the uh, metrics of Fernando Tatis. Smart absurd. Yeah.
1: Absolutely absurd for a guy in his first season playing right field. Like 99th percentile, good defender, which is, you know, absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Absolutely the right move to to move him
1: there. <laughs> and
0: uh great job by him. Uh we we've talked, uh Max sent me attack saying that uh Nico and Swanson had had won their the gold was. I said, who won a left field? I just figured someone else did. He said, LOL, Hap. Okay. is two people who've watched a lot of Ian Hap, I'm just going to say this the left fielders in the National League must really all suck.
1: They <laughs> kind of do. I mean, so, you know, it's whatever. Power to him. He was actually really good last year, um, defensively. Just took a step back this year and he was just still slightly better than everyone else. So, <laughs> no, great.
0: We got to give it to someone.
2: <laughs> I know as a Cardinal, uh, we had about six guys play left field for us, and O'Neill was the starter at the beginning of the year, but we had so many injuries and guys playing out of position. We didn't have anybody who even scratched the quality of a gold glove in, in the outfield. Uh, Vince, you were right on a lot of these guys. You were talking about gold glovers and who you thought was going to win. You were right. I think like 95% of these guys you called. Uh, there were 13 uh, first time winners out of all these guys. That's a great. We've seen a lot, a big change in the game. Uh, yeah. spotlighting new players with all these new metrics, they can kind of judge them different than just the eyeball test. And there was two rookies on this list that won the gold glove. So that's that's pretty cool. And a lot of these young players are coming up. And I mean, just taking over in the game used to, it took a a player a while. I mean, Mike Trout, the first year he played, he was just, he was good, but he wasn't special. And uh, some of these guys are just, and Mickey Mantle wasn't great his first year, some of these young players are coming in today and just taking over. I guess these uh, college, um, the level of the college game has went up, the international league and uh, the minors, I think just the level of play has just gotten better and better across baseball um uh some of the guys i was going to talk about was uh that dubon from the astros i looked him up he played every position this year except pitcher and catcher so how can you compete with that i thought edmund had a shot until i read that and i was like wow that guy's just uh mr reliability on your on your team right there but okay and congratulations to the cubs three gold gloves for you guys fantastic
0: and, and yeah max did call it that uh if uh if Kim would get the utility, then that would be a lot for Nico second. And Kim did get the utility and uh, Nico won at second base. And it, it's hard to, you know, defense is something you got to watch every day. I, you, I, I cannot tell you. Oh, well, Anthony Volpe is obviously the best defender I've ever seen because I, you know, I've, I saw a few Yankee games this year and it, I, I did Sometimes you just have a few games where you're not doing anything spectacular, but when you watch someone day in and day out, um, and that's kind of what we feel about Swanson and Horner, Yeah, we pretty much thought that's the best we've seen, and then we've also watched half every day. We're like, <laughs> someone's gotta, someone's <laughs> gotta win it. So hey, at least he's
1: no Mancini.
0: <laughs> oh. Poor Trey Mancini. <laughs> yeah, and and we, we got to talk about a big congratulations to the Texas Rangers winning their first World Series. I was voting for both teams, but I had a slight rooting interest in Texas just so they can bring one home. And now the onus is on the Dallas Cowboys yes. to, to win a championship because every other major sports team has won one in Dallas and the Cowboys who are America's team. It's the last time they won one, like in the nineties, you know, so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah.
2: You know, uh, Bruce Bochi, too, that guy, uh, he had a nice pro career as a player, but you know, just a, a nice career, but as a coach, look at all he's done. And he's been, he's kind of, I mean, four titles, he's moved up into, like, legendary status now. Come off the couch and win a championship. Now, the Rangers were spending some money every year and getting their this team together, but uh, man, he did a fantastic job and good for him. I I, I didn't root for against him all Well, <laughs> when we picked our playoff team, Vince, I was terrible. When I had a 50-50 chance there at the end, I got it right, but it was, you know, I just took a shot in the dark, but
0: man, that was rough. Yeah, and for those of you who are wondering, are we going to revisit that our predictions? <laughs> we will, but we have to wait to the award seasons to get over because we picked MVP and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think so far, I everything I picked has come to fruition. I don't know. The I only got, thing I, I got I, Otani I, right, to, I
1: think, but that's about what's it. What's that? I think I got Otani right for MVP, and that's probably about it.
0: The only thing that I picked that tried to spin my nose. Hey, little booger joke, second grade (laughs) humor. All right. Um, The Rangers, Corey Seager, overlooked guy when he was with the Dodgers, has always proved that when healthy, he is a stud, and he certainly stepped up. And carried that team, helped carry that team. They had a lot of players who, who had great series. But uh, won the MVP of the World Series. I thought the last game was really, really good. Uh, we watched Evaldi and Gallen uh, just go nip and tuck. And Gallen had that no-hitter going into the seventh. I'm thinking, man, he he's really redeeming himself. But in the end, you know, you, you get tired uh and texas just had all that momentum and these also proving that when healthy he is an absolute uh one, one of the best pitchers and uh i just thought even though it was four games one wasn't a close world series i thought it was an entertaining world series and i know that people are complaining about the ratings but that's what you get like it or not baseball is a regional sport it's not like the nfl When your team is in it, you pay attention. You have a big swell of people in your hometown watching it, but for people in St. Louis who are not just complete baseball nerds, they're not going to pay attention to the Rangers and Diamondbacks. That's just the fact of how Major League Baseball works. But I was entertained the whole off season or the whole uh, postseason, and um, I thought two very good teams represented each league. And I do think that the better team won the World Series. Thoughts?
2: Well, uh, Mike Shannon, when he used to do games, and he—if you catch him before the seventh
0: inning—he
2: <laughs> would say some really wise things. And one he said is uh, momentum. If you have scoring opportunities and you don't cash in, momentum's going to k- change on you. And it—and I'm telling you, the first five innings, it looked like the Diamondbacks had the rank in that last game, had the Rangers on the ropes. And Evaldi would have second and third with two outs, and he'd get that out. And I knew sooner or later it was going to swing back the other way. And uh, Gallon just pitched the, uh, a great game. But I've seen that happen a lot. Somebody just looks unhittable, and all of a sudden, one in, and that's all it takes it's one big hit, and the rally gate goes and stuff like that. So I kind of had that feeling like they need to cash in here. And Evaldi, fantastic job, their defense. That's another thing about the Rangers. Their defense was so top notch, and Bochy played that bullpen fantastic. They had a couple starters in there that could go long innings, and I tell you what, I just, I just loved watching it. I try, I, I was trying to figure out kind of the moves he would make, and you know, you always look at the pitch count and all that kind of stuff. That's always fun to do. So when I watch baseball, that's what I do. I kind of predict, kind of, oh, I would do this, I would do that, and see how correct I am. And there was a lot of Cardinals in there in those games. Uh, Tommy Pham probably going to get a nice paycheck after that uh, performance he had in the series. And of course uh, Garcia got hurt and I thought, Oh, that may be a chance for Diamondbacks to come back. But uh, anyway, like you said, Vince, great series. I absolutely loved it. And uh, I always get sad when the season's over, but now we're having the awards and the free agents and saying goodbye to some of the players that have announced the retirements and uh so anyway, that's my take on the World Series there. I absolutely loved it.
0: Let me throw one more thing in because this guy is an absolute cub killer, no matter who he's playing for. Um, I've always liked Jankowski. And when when Garcia got hurt and they put Jankowski in, and uh, the guy can run like the wind. Um, and I, I like that long flowing hair and <laughs> kind of looks like a stork, you know, he's, doesn't look tremendously athletic, but I, I was glad to see that he he contributed in the last game, had a really good game, and uh uh had that wonderful sliding catch where they nearly collide. I think it was him and him and Simeon. Um I I really have always liked that player. He's one of those players who, for some reason, is going to hit the Cubs. He's gonna hit have a big hit in a series or something to hurt them and he's just not been that type of player against other teams he's always been like that fourth outfielder but uh i i really like that he had a good game seven and contributed um you know and didn't have to sit the bench you know too bad it was at the expense of garcia getting hurt but hey i i thought that was pretty cool yeah I am going to miss baseball. This is the time of the year I'm going to get depressed because my mistress is leaving and I won't see her again until uh, like the second week of February. Uh, don't worry, my wife knows about her, so don't worry about it. She understands. Um, but you know who else is going to miss the World Series? <laughs>
2: I miss him. Could it be Jeremy Connor?
0: It's Jeremy Connor. He's going to miss the World Series. <laughs> comes a time in every man's life when he needs some advice on relationships. You need to listen to the podcast DMDR, which stands for Dating Marriage, Divorce, Remarriage, from my good friend, Jeremy Connor, the Dr. Phil of the Boot Hill. You can find DMDR on Spotify or whatever platform you choose to listen to your podcast. All right, we are going to look at The top 10 free agents is ranked by Major League Baseball. And we're going to take a guess of where they are going to end up. I'm going to attempt to share my screen. Here we go. Share. There we are. Uh, I see JJ in the corner. Let me see. Can I get... Can I get Max and me in the corner, too? I see see both of you. Okay. All right. Max, what do you see?
1: I see everyone.
0: Okay. All right. Oh, okay. So I guess with me, the last person that talks is who pops up. So that's pretty cool. All right. Uh, On the screen, I have the free agents ranked from number 10 to number one. And what we're going to do is we're going to guess the team that they're going to go to. The number of years we think they're gonna get and the uh the uh amount of the contract, however many millions it is. And uh the number ten free agent is Matt Chapman. So uh Max, you got any feelings on where Chapman might end up?
1: I could see the Cubs potentially. Uh in fact, I don't I don't know if I'd guess them necessarily, but I mean, we've clearly needed solid third baseman. I don't think Nick Madrigal is. Uh, I I don't think he's going to be on the roster. Um, I think he's most likely to be traded to another team, and I can't really think of any other teams that would be interested in his services. Um, maybe the Yankees. I don't know who they're trotting out at third base anymore, but um, Josh Donaldson isn't there anymore, so potentially them. But, uh, I'll, I'll say uh, I'll say the Cubs. I'll say it'll be a two-year deal will be short maybe an opt-out after the first year for i don't know 40 no not 40 35 million dollars a total why not hmm. I,
0: I could do that as a cub fan jj what do you think matt, well,
2: Chap- matt chapman well i and and uh max did mention this team the yankees because I think what the Yankees want, usually the Yankees get. Uh, they're not that far away. They're probably going to spend a lot of money this year. And uh, I see him getting a three- or four-year contract. And I'm going to say three years, hmm, i say like $55 million. Three years, $55 million for him. They need some leadership on that team. Aaron Judge can't keep pulling the, the wagon. And he'd be a great player for that team.
0: Okay, I'm going to go outside the box a little bit. And I'm going to say the D-backs because they need a third baseman. Um, Longoria obviously is at the end of his career. And I I think that for a team that is ready to just made it to the World Series, they're going to look to add something significant. I think Matt Chapman could be that person, and I see him getting three years from the Diamondbacks. And I'm going to go, uh, I'll go uh 45 million, and that's that's for a guy who's a Gold Glove third baseman. Um, that's right. But his 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 offense, he's got some power, but there's there's a lot of holes in his offensive game, so he's not going to get as much as you know uh, Arenado would get, but he's he's going to get some money. So next we have JD Martinez, who is basically designated hitter now. So right,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I I think this would be really fun. I'm going to say the Tigers. I think a reunion could be possible they don't have miggy anymore so they may want a veteran presence they're gonna have you know dh at bats available and i i could see kind of like a almost like a jose abreu type deal where maybe it's like three years 50 million he's 36 he's on the older side but he still hit 30 home runs this year and hit 270 so yeah i'll say three years 50 million
2: Well, he is an older player. Let's see. I had his age written down. Uh 36 years old. He's 36 years old. I think he wants to play for a winner, uh a team that's pre- a young team that needs some leadership. Um and like Max was saying, um uh, the uh he was talking about a reunion with the Tigers. I don't know their whole roster or anything, but he did pretty good with the Red Sox. I could see him getting a one year deal. He liked it there. And it could be, I don't know, 18 million one year, 18 with the Red Sox. That's just I don't know. I'm just throwing a Hail Mary there. I'm not quite sure because some of the teams that really could use them, I don't think have the money, like the Florida Marlins and teams like that. So I'll go Red Sox one year.
0: One year for what? Uh 18. Okay, I'm going to uh, I I know this team said they're going to slash payroll this year, and I think they are because I think uh, Soto is coming to the Cubs and uh, they're losing hater. They're losing money there. But uh, I don't think the Padres are completely deconstructing. And I think that J.D. Martinez would work out good there. They tried Nelson Cruz there this year. He didn't have it anymore. But I think J.D. Martinez would be. A uh, pretty good fit for the Padres, and uh, I got one year, and uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go eighteen million. Jordan Montgomery,
1: man, this is tough because there. I mean, every team needs pitching. Hmm. Um. Maybe the Dodgers. I I see the Dodgers. They they obviously they had their rotation issues during the playoffs, and you know if they believe in his health, uh, they could. Uh, I could see that happening. I don't. He's he's on the older side, right? He's in his thirties now,
2: correct? I haven't been. I have him right at thirty years old.
1: You know, uh, I'll say the Tyone deal. I'll say four years, seventy million.
2: All right, Jordan Montgomery. The Mets have the most money. Uh, they kind of struck out with Max Scherzer and uh, Berlander last year. Ended up getting trades and getting some young prospects and everything. But I think he'd be perfect with the Mets, and I think he's going to hold out and get four years. And I could see him getting 80, $84 million because the Mets like to throw that money around. And uh, I think they're going to be the top suitor for him, and he'd fit perfect there. And he could stick it to the Yankees for giving up on them.
0: Okay, um, I think he is going to go to the Dodgers. I think he's, uh, uh maybe their priority as far as pitching, and they think this is uh, the guy who's going to do it for them. And uh, I see the Dodgers uh, wanting four, but he holding out for five. Hey, hey where'd my uh, where'd my uh? There we go. Oh, no, there it is. Uh, holding out for five. And uh I see that being about a hundred and ten million.
1: Sonny Gray. Uh I think he sticks with the twins. I think they extend him. Um gosh. He's he's what? He's thirty-one, thirty-two, he's in that, that range. Mm. I guess too light on my Montgomery. Uh, it's too light on that contract. I'll say four years, ninety million. So I mean, he's pretty much their ace, if I'm remembering correctly.
0: Yeah, he or that. Uh, oh gosh, the guy they got from uh, the Marlins. It, it, I can't think of his name right now.
2: Well, uh. Sonny Gray, I thought that was a, for some reason, I just feel like he's a cardinal type of guy. I think it's him or someone else that lives lives in St. Louis and they're very good friends with Adam Wainwright. But since he had such a great year with Minnesota, I, I'm going to see Minnesota. I'm just like Max. I, I think they're going to hold on to him. And uh, they're going to go all out for him. I don't know if it'd be $90 million, but I'm going to say uh, Montgomery money, four years, $84 million. For him, too, they're going to do uh, everything. It's his birthday
1: to... today. Happy oh, birthday, Sunny Gray. He turned happy 34 birthday, today. Sonny
0: Gray. Wow. Yeah, very nice. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. That's been the rumor since the uh season was coming to an end, and I think the Cardinals are going to go for years and uh, they'll go with him. They're not going to go. T- Quite twenty million a year, so uh, I'll say seventy-five million.
2: That sounds like a cardinal contract.
0: Yeah, I can, I can see that. Josh Hader.
1: Oh, that's tough. Blazers are so hard to to read. Um, I'm going to do the money first before I do the team. I think he'll get what Edwin Diaz got, which was like. Six years, like 100000000 Um, million. I'll do the contract first. As far as teams, teams that need closers, uh, I don't think the Cubs are going to be in on him. Uh, the way they've constructed their bullpen the past few years, it just hasn't... They haven't gone out and splurged on these closer guys. Um, I think you have teams that really could use that in the bullpen. And who have the money to do it? I, Gosh. Hmm. Maybe the Phillies. They've got some guys in their pen. Uh, Kimbrell's on his way out, most likely. Uh, They could use a bona fide guy like Josh Hader. So I'll I'll say the Phillies.
0: Okay.
2: Mm. Man, everybody could use him. He's 30. I don't see him getting six years. I could see somebody giving him three years and upping the money a little bit. And a team that is just – Pitching weak and neat, really could use them and have money as the uh, Angels, the uh, Anaheim oh. Angels. Uh, I could see them going all in. They do, they make crazy moves. They go after big names and they never quite work out. Uh, that
1: would be such an Angels contract. And he would throw like a hundred innings for them before his arm exploded. It would be, that's exactly what would happen.
2: Yeah. So I see three years and they're going to have to up the money a little bit to get him to go there. Uh, I could see three years, uh probably 75 million. Let's just say. I'm not good with the money, but it ain't my money.
0: Okay. I'm going to once again go to the National League champions because Seawalt is just not the pitcher that Hayter is. The talent on the uh Diamondbacks, uh, a lot of their best talent are pre-ARP. So they've got some money, so I think they're going to throw money at Hader to try to shore up that back end of the bullpen, to where it's just lights out. And uh, I think they, I think I don't think they'll go any more than three years on him. Uh, But I like the three years. uh, I like the seventy-five million. That yeah, it, it would be the same contract that JJ's talking about for the Angels. But uh, the difference is the Diamondbacks would have purpose, whereas the Angels just—I I think they take a lot of LSD there. That's just my <laughs> issue there. So, so Max, who do you got for uh, Aaron Nola?
1: Uh I mean, I think he stays with the Phillies. Uh, he's so important to that rotation. Um, he's only thirty. And, you know, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball for the past, you know, five or six years. Just so so consistent. Um, you know, what? I think they're going to throw the bag. I'll, I'll say six years and one hundred and thirty five million dollars.
2: I'm with you, Max. I think he's going to stay with the Phillies. I think he's just too valuable there uh i now if somebody comes and just goes stupid and, and 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 tries to grab him i could see that but the phillies he's he likes it there and, and all his teammates and everything but i could see them having to go up to about five years to keep him and that would take him you know right into his mid-30s but i see him getting a 100 million for five years and then somebody like the yankees or the angels or the dodgers are gonna have to come up with crazy mess they're gonna top that
0: okay well, I'm going to do the Yankees because I do think that they're just going to go stupid on this, and I will do five years and 120 million. Now, I've I've heard a lot of rumors linking Nola to the Cardinals, but um, I just yeah, see. I think the Cardinals, I think Sonny Gray is more their kind of a contract than what Nola's
1: going to command. Cody Bellinger. <laughs> this is so tough cause I mean he's gonna he's gonna want a ton of money and he's so valuable to the Cubs that I think they have to pursue him even if it's gonna cost a ton of money uh, I don't wanna pick the Cubs I don't wanna be a homer and pick the Cubs but I- I'm gonna have to say Cubs and I- I've seen this everywhere so I'll just say six years 144 million that's uh, I think that's what Freddie Freeman got, and as a center fielder, first base. I think that's pretty. I think that's a good guess.
2: You know, uh, until last year, Bellinger had a couple of off years, but he really took himself up last year. Uh, a team that usually spends money and uh, could use him, but and he's only twenty eight years old too. So he's probably looking for a nice long contract because he seemed pretty happy in Chicago. But uh, I could see the Red Sox going for him. He'd be perfect right there. Uh, And I could see them having to go about seven years on him. And we're talking probably 150 million bucks, I'd have to say, because he plays a great defense, too.
0: Yeah, I hate to sound like a homer, but I do think he's going to... I I would not have said the Cubs uh, a few days ago, but with the Stroman money uh, available now, of course, Hayward money is coming off the books. And uh, with the money they've invested in and in, in their manager and counsel, I think the Cubs are going to be all in on Cody. And um, I think they're going to go seven years and... I think it's going to be somewhere around $180 million, Uh about what they paid Jason Hayward. So, Blake Snell.
1: Gosh. Whoever signs Blake Snell is going to uh, – it just feels like a bad contract. He walks too many people. I know he, he's going to win his second Cy Young this year, but I just uh, – I don't even know. Someone's going to sign him. Someone's going to pay for him. And it's going to be, in my opinion, probably a horrible contract. If the Cubs were to sign Blake Snell, I would be a little bit disappointed, I would think, even though he just came off winning a Cy Young. Um, But everybody needs pitching, so somebody will shell out money. You know what? Man. This is tough. You know what? I'm going to go outside the box. I'm going to say the Marlins.
0: Oh,
2: man.
1: Hey. Yeah, I think, you know, they've got a new president of baseball operations. He's going to show people he means business by uh, – he's also a former – they hired a new guy. This is not really cover cardinal news, so we didn't cover it, but they hired a new uh, president of baseball operations, uh, Peter Bendix, who comes from the Rays organization, so he's familiar with Blake Snell. So that's that's my logic for this, and I'm going to say he's going to get – gosh, he is – how old is he? He's thirty.
2: I got him being thirty. Oh, wait a minute! No, let me see. You're right. Thirty-one. I got him being thirty-one.
1: Yeah, he turns thirty-one in a few weeks. Oh, okay. So I'll say, I'll say five years, one hundred twenty million.
0: That is outside the box.
2: Yes, I. Uh, <laughs> this is the one when we when the Cardinals leave. When the Cardinals don't get Aaron Nola, when he goes back to the Phillies, that's my prediction, the Cardinal fans are going to like, what are we going to do? And the Cardinals are going to go full push for Blake Snell, and he's going to sign with the Dodgers. The Dodgers are going to outbid us, and we're not going to be able to compete with the Dodgers payroll, but they're probably going to have to go up a few years. Uh, I'm with Max with him being 31. They're probably going to go five years, maybe a, a club option for a sixth, and they're probably going to, pay him a king's ransom probably like 128 million bucks i'd say so we're not going to get either one of the big free agent pitchers all three the top three pitchers we're not going to get
0: yeah see i i got the cardinals settling on sunny gray um if now sunny gray cardinals are going to get a pitcher That's right. I I, they've got to for a PR move, and I've got Gray being their big sign. If they don't get Gray, they don't get Nola. Um, they don't get Montgomery. I don't know if he'd want to come back or not. I see Snell being. Uh, they're going to throw all their chips in that. That said, I think they're going to go for Gray. So that's that takes uh, Snell off the table. Now, um. I this this one's really tough for me, but I think that we are looking at the Giants.
1: Ooh, that's a
0: good one. And
1: Ooh, I hadn't thought of them. I think the
0: Giants uh, six years, and I'm gonna go 170 million. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think that's more in line. I think I undervalued starting pitching because, like, I mean, Max Scherzer got, like, $40 million, and he uh, and he was, like, 40. So yeah, I, I think you're, you're probably right. – I'm probably being too conservative. Yeah, but he got it from the Mets. Oh, yeah, that that is true. That doesn't count. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, Yashinobi Yamamoto. Yamamoto.
2: Mm. This is a tough one.
1: This is a tough one. I, Remember, he's only twenty-five. Yeah. So I, I think it, it, if he does sign a contract, uh, well, he's going to sign a contract. He's going to make a ton of money. I think it'll be almost shorter. I'm going to say six years. Six years, two hundred million. That way, he gets another. He can get another huge contract when he's in his, you know, his early thirties. When most people would hit for agency, by that time, he's already made $200 million. As far as the teams go, I think it'll be the Giants and the Dodgers bidding for Otani. Whoever loses that bidding war is going to sign Yamamoto, and I think that's going to be the Giants.
2: All right. You know, I've been thinking about this one. Every team's interested. Everybody's p- sent people to Japan to scout this guy. I know we sent some of our top players over there. Um, I know he's got ties. He knows some of the Cardinals. He knows some of the Cubs. Uh, I just can't see us getting this guy. I uh, there for a moment. I thought about Toronto. But with their uh taxes, he won't make as much money in Toronto. Baltimore they're going to, they got a problem. All their players are going to be coming up and in five years, they're all going to be free agents. I can't sign them all. They almost have to go in, but Baltimore's known for being kind of tight with the purses, but this would be big for them. And they could really use them. I'm going to go outside the box. Max said that with the Marlins and Blake Snell, I'm going to go Baltimore Orioles on this one. And uh, like Max, I'm it's going to be a long contract. They're going to tie him up for, I'm going to say seven years but I'll probably go 200 million seven years because that's a big, that's a big area. He'll be seen in
0: Boston and New York Yankee areas. Uh, that'd be huge. Okay. I agree with Max's philosophy that he's going to try to have two big free agent signings, this one, and he's going to one up one somewhere around the 30 mark. So, I think the Cubs are going to outbid everybody on him. This is the guy that they've targeted and this is this is who they want. And that's gonna go five years. And uh we are looking at um uh I'm trying to do the math.
1: Two hundred mil would be it'd be 40, 40 mil per year, so maybe yeah. maybe not that much. I, I'm but
0: thinking, thinking about one hundred eighty five
1: million, yeah, that seems that seems pretty accurate.
0: And now the big tamale,
1: or the big I, sushi. I have to say the Dodgers. Every everything the Dodgers have done for the past two years has pointed directly at this signing. Uh, even up at like not not extending a qualifying offer to J.D. Martinez, who. Is probably worth twenty million for on a one year. They freed up all this payroll. They clearly are going to do this. I, I think I don't think anyone can outbid them, unless the Mets absolutely go insane. I think this is one hundred percent the Dodgers. Uh, it's not going to be close, and they're going to time up. It's going to be basically like a kind of like the Bryce Harper contract with maybe double the actual money. So like, gosh, it'll be like twelve years, and I'll say four hundred and fifty million well
2: i tell you what max you talked me into it i was going to say the angels one year because the angels want them so bad they were going to pay i was going to say this is why i originally was going to say until max said that they set this up for the last two years of not signing guys freeing up money just to get him and i agree i thought though the Angels could get him one more year and pay A big expense to have him stay there and maybe he'd want to and as if they could build any kind of winning team he you know maybe make him think about staying but you're right nobody can outbid the uh dodgers and uh i don't know i was thinking more like if when he did go free agent how old is otani by the way 29
1: yeah Uh, i think he's 29 right
2: now yeah i was gonna say like nine years um i don't even know i can't even think about this kind of money um 300, I don't know, 325 million. I have no clue.
0: Okay. Um, Let me start with the, the obvious team from my perspective, the Cubs. I think he was on the Cubs radar until the arm problems happened. Because the Cubs look at, we're looking at this, we get a pitcher and a hitter. Now, the Cubs are gearing up for a run next year, so they need pitching. That's why I think they're going to go all in for Yamamoto. And then, as far as the hitting goes, I think we're looking at trying to trade for either Soto, which is my preference, or Alonzo. So I think the Cubs are bowing out of the Otani. And really, what's left? You got the Yankees. You, you, you. You have the uh, Dodgers and maybe the Giants. Um, there's not a whole lot of teams left to to shell out that kind of money. But I am also going to go with the Dodgers. And I will, I'll get kind of in the middle of you guys. I'm going to say 10 years, but I'm going to go $500 million. Lord. Lord.
1: It's a lot of money. Yeah.
0: Well, it is a lot of money, but the revenue he's going to bring in with merchandise sales, extra eyes on your product, uh, I I I think he's going to break the bank with be the first five hundred million dollar player. So, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to print this sucker up. All right. And after all these free agents have signed, we'll see how stupid we were.
2: (laughs) I bet Max beats both of us right there. He he had some good explanations.
0: So, J.J., for this contest, who, which five are we talking about? Are we talking about Nola, Bellinger, Snell, Yamamoto, um, Otani... Are those the top five you're talking about, or I I had Otani,
2: Yamamoto, Snell, Nola, and Bellinger.
0: Yeah, so just Perfect. like we did.
2: Yeah, and that's what exactly what I had.
0: There we are. Yeah,
2: so those it's... those top five we have. If you can tell us, you got a week to get your picks in, and uh, you can send it to Vince or me, or and uh, and and we'll keep track of that. And every time somebody signs. Uh, If you got it right, you get a point. And the tiebreaker, I would say, would be um, Otani and how many years he gets. How many years is he going to get? So that's the tiebreaker right there. You got to pick the right team and the years. And then you'll be taking home the incredible, the lovely garden gnome, the Bruce Suter garden gnome.
0: All right. Get rid of that stuff. Look at that beautiful rooster oh, garden. Yes. Oh, yeah.
2: And if you're a cub fan, you can paint it blue, put the little cub emblem on there.
0: All right. What are you opening up? Oh, yes. And I oh, by the way,
2: Thomas Jay, who got Rick Russell, is sponsoring my pack. He he gave me this pack and said, Hey, here you go. Open this up. So Thomas Jay is sponsoring. Our, uh, my pack this week, and it's 1986 Tops, right there.
0: Good. Let's just call this the Tom Mache Show.
2: Yes, the Tom Mache Show. <laughs> All right,
0: 1986. What were you doing in 1986? I was a sophomore in college. Max, what were you doing? <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know. <laughs> I took a gap year. <laughs>
0: I was
2: living in Hillsboro at that time. All right. Hey, we, uh, a Hall of Famer, right? The first card, Milwaukee Brewer, Ted Simmons, right there. <laughs> Sim- Simba. Yeah. Uh, New York Met. I, I tell you what, 86 was kind of a special time. Uh, that was the year the, uh, I think the Bill Buckner ball through the legs. Yeah. A, uh, yeah. Sid Fernandez. Water world. That was a wild world series right there. The Sid Fernandez of the Mets. All right, you know me and these foreign names, I'm terrible. Uh, can you say that name, <laughs> Conception. Conception? All right, there he is, right there, Kansas City Royal. Great hair, Look at I remember. That Onyx.
0: Yeah, yeah, there
2: he is. Oh, very good. And he was a part of okay, here he is with the Kansas City Royals. He also was with the Phillies and the Cardinals, Dane Orge, right there,
0: Dane, Indiana yeah. brother Garth, party on Garth. <laughs>
2: Oh, this guy had a nice career with the Dodgers. Dave Anderson. There he is. He can't believe Tommy sort of put him in the game right there. So there he is. All right. I what do you think about Ricky Adams? San Francisco Giant Ricky Adams. I do not remember looks, Ricky Adams.
0: It looks like he's bow legged.
2: Well, <laughs> he was riding a horse on the field and they just uh they erased the horse. All right, New York met Ron Reynolds. I'll be honest, I do not remember Ron Reynolds.
0: I do remember him, not anything about his playing, but he did have the two N's in his first name, which I thought was weird, which I was correct. That is weird. <laughs> that is weird.
2: Oh, this guy kind of is part of St. Louis lore. We got him from the Milwaukee Brewers. Here he is with the San Francisco Giants, David Green. <laughs> David Green. We thought he was gonna be our center fielder in 82, and I he was a super athlete, but uh he kind of got oh he had an uh, injury and Willie McGee took over, and then that was kind of the end of David Green right there. But there's a David that, Green.
0: And the rumor was that the Cardinals thought he was 24 when they traded him to the Giants, and it turns out he he, he may have been like 32 uh so who knows
2: (laughs) yeah oh uh milwaukee brewer rick waits okay wasn't there a musician rick waits yes yeah i believe there was and he played baseball too that's (laughs) montreal like the expos were still a team back then uh bill Lasky, i think he's also a writer isn't there a Bill Lasky writer? for?
0: Uh... I don't know, but I do know Bill Lasky also pitched for the Giants. Oh, very good. Very good.
2: Uh, oh, National League All-Star. You know what? Next time I see you, I'm going to give you this card to present to your wife. The one and only, the fashion model himself, Tommy Her.
0: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs>
2: hey, we know this guy, Terry Francona.
0: Yeah. There he
2: you. is. With the, yeah, with the expos. Ready to yes.
0: retire.
2: Yes. Oh, American League All-Star. And you were lived in Kansas City for a while. Dan Quisenberry.
0: Yeah. yeah. Submarine pitcher.
2: Yeah. And finally, a guy who had a nice career, play with the Pirates, the Cardinals, the Red Sox. I know of Mike Eastler.
0: Very the hit man.
2: Yeah, very good player. Yeah. And that is my pack right there. Thank you, Tom Maj, for the pack of I- cards.
0: I think Easler also spent time as a hitting coach. I, researching I think you're right. Coach. Very good. Okay. I have Dondras featuring the Willie Stargell puzzle. Oh. And I always had, with Dondress, they don't put the year on it. You have to open it up and you know, do the math, math and stuff. So uh, what year is this? This is 1991. Oh, okay. uh, so here's uh, the puzzle pieces of Willie.
2: Uh, some statistics.
0: Some of the statistics. Nothing special there. So let's go to the good. Oh, I, JJ, you like this guy. I've heard you say many times you like this guy. And uh third baseman for the Athletics, also played for the Red Sox and the Angels. Carney Lansford. Oh yeah, I
2: I, I couldn't believe that Red Sox traded him, but Wade Boggs was on his way up from the minors.
0: Yeah. They always said that you couldn't win a batting title in Oakland because of the huge foul grounds, and he did win a batting title. So, Carney was a great player. Toronto Blue Jay, Willie Blair. No bells for me. So, I think I heard the name. A giant Trevor Wilson. Oh, yes.
2: I remember Trevor Wilson.
0: Oh, the gambler Kenny Rogers. Yes. Yeah. He's the one
2: with, with, with the stuff on his hand in the World Series, wasn't he?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that oh, the Tigers. You guys uh, only lost one game. That's the game that he played. Um, yeah. Here's a guy who is really good at hand gestures, Gary Templeton.
2: <laughs> I've met Gary Templeton. I didn't bring that
0: up, you know. But, uh, but Remember what, the time you whipped was... off the fans and grabbed your crotch? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He was a great. He was a very good player, and when we traded him for Ozzie, one for one, I thought we got the raw deal because he would get the ball standing up that Ozzie had to die for. But then he might throw it in the first row in the stands. But man, he and he hit a hundred hits from the right side and the left side in one season. Very, very good player.
0: This is so serendipitous. My next card, Ozzie Smith. Ozzie Smith, the wizard. Uh. And uh, another Hall of Fame pitcher, uh, Keith Comstock. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: you sucker me. You reeled me in on that one, Vince.
0: Former Yankee, Greg Cartier.
2: I do not remember him.
0: Um, Not much of a career. This guy had a pretty decent career with the Pirates, Jay Bell. Oh, Short yeah. stuff, a little bit of pop.
2: He came over to the Royals, too.
0: Uh, shortstop, just mentioned him the other, uh, one of the last episodes of the, uh, the deaking, uh, Lonnie Smith, the shortstop of that play, Greg Gagne. Greg Gagne. Very good. up key. Bryan's dad, Charlie Hayes, Charlie Hayes. Yeah. Uh, gosh, this is a great pack. Another hall of famer, rockin' Robin Young.
2: Great player.
0: Uh, could have been a hall of famer, but. Uh, got a little derailed. White Gooden, good to yes. see. Got got his life together. Awesome.
2: That first three years he had, uh, my God, he was great.
0: Nah. Uh, his brother pitched in the majors. His father pitched in the majors. Mel Stottlemyre Jr. Oh yeah, the worst of the Stottlemyers, by the way.
2: <laughs> and the Mike Vaughn Eric of the Stottlemyers.
1: Yeah,
0: here's a guy who will never be in the Hall of Fame, period, Rafael Alvaro. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, There's a story. I'm going to say this real quick. When he played with the Cubs, um, almost won a batting title one year with the Cubs early in his career, Um, there was a runner on second base, and he lined a pitch for a single in the left field. So it was runners on first and third and the Cubs got out of the inning without scoring and Zimmer chewed him out for not pulling the ball because we don't need a little hit to left field Uh, when, it, you know, we're not going to score the run and, and run it, run in the riot act. And that's was the catalyst for him turning into a full hitter, roiding up and becoming a home run hitter because when he was with the Cubs, he was a classic left-handed spray the ball all over the field, some pop, not a whole lot. And then suddenly he he goes to the Rangers and he's hitting home runs. Goes to the Orioles and hitting home runs. He's getting bigger. So, you know.
2: Thanks, Don Zimmer.
0: Yeah, I, Don Zimmer turned him into a into a weird freaks. So. <laughs> well, Max, what do you think about our packs? Uh I think oh, I they're I think pretty did, solid. I think I did pretty yeah. good.
2: You did. Yeah, you had a Hall of famers
0: I still have last week's out. And when the highlight is Darren Dalton's wife, I knew I had a bad back. <laughs> Ex-wife, I should say, the Hooters woman, So well, gentlemen, uh, thank you for your time. Um, World Series is over. Uh, we're all gonna be a little bit depressed, but I will make it through. It's gonna be a fun off season pretty a lot fun. of free agents um it's gonna be exciting to see how our teams and all the other teams do during the free agency and uh, i hope we have a lot of activity in november that that would just be interesting good material for the show. so yeah so thank you